0: Hello and welcome to the KE Report. Chad and Corey here talking today with Defiant Silver traded on the TSXV under the ticker DEF and on the OTCQX under the ticker DNCVF. And we are talking to Executive Vice President Doug Cavey. And Doug, it's great to get you back on the show. We did just discuss Defiant Silver just a couple of days ago with our buddy Dave Urplay, and you reached out to me and said, hey, there's some big news that's just come out to the market. And when I went to go check, I saw that, wow, the Mexican court has confirmed as of Valentine's Day that the Tapal project is now in the ownership of Defiant Silver. This is big news for the company. I know that's something that the company has been working on getting reversed for the last two years, and that's big news to the market. But I think the question most people are going to want to know, Doug, is what is the sequence of events now? What is the plan at the Tapal project?
1: Excellent question. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing me onto the show today. So that was absolutely, it was a huge decision for us. It's been overhanging uh, the company for a couple of years. Um, We had a pretty rough uh, summer 2022 um, where the company saw the effects of this uh, this fraudulent transfer of the licenses, and and we've been diligently moving that litigation forward. And we sort of had no control over when we get a decision, but they were spot on with the litigators with their advice of, or their timeline that they expected a decision within eighteen to twenty four months. And and so we got it at eighteen months. So we're quite quite happy. A little bit more than eighteen months. Quite happy about that, of course. Um, and the stock performed well this morning. So with Tepal, we can now, of course, talk about it. We can now go down onto the site and work on the property. We can basically take off where we were in the summer of before this uh, before the fraudulent transfer of '22. So all of that information that we were speaking to shareholders, investors, development—what what what are we going to do with the with the asset? We can get right back into that. So. Providing a coherent update, like to the to to the market to our shareholders, is sort of a twelve to twenty four month strategy. is is something that we think is paramount because just getting the information back into the back into the eyes of the people that are interested in the asset, but then also to show you know what is our what is our plan for you know unlocking the value onto Paul because we've been you know sitting on our hands for two years and and certainly you can do a lot with the project in two years. So trying to show what is the next two years going to look like. So. And for us, that is pretty straightforward because it's really what we've been looking at for the last few years on the asset. And uh, since the asset was acquired, what you need to do to kind of incrementally de-risk the project so that it becomes a development decision. And that's that's really what the next steps for T'Pol are. It's a big, big project, lots of drilling, lots of historical work on it. And it's uh, it's got some really, really nice targets. And, and just getting that information back into the eyes of the shareholder and the, the potential investor. So can you give us any insights then on what those de-risking activities need to be? And even before then, some of the technical disclosure for the NI-43-101 that does need to be restated as stated in the February 2nd news release? Yeah, so I won't comment too much on just the actual disclosure and what the next steps on that. Just It's sort of out of my wheelhouse, but what we're absolutely having to do is Update the uh, technical disclosure, not the resource estimate, but the technical disclosure on the P on the well now historical PEA until that gets back into good standing. And the logical next steps for us is updating that into to include the work that we believe will show the strength and size of the system and potential of the system. And so that would include some drilling. Now, you could, there's always a case for updating, you know, updating any sort of technical, particularly when it's uh, economic assessments, like updating them for current metal prices. But we think that that doesn't actually accurately reflect what the true deposit or true potential of the deposit could be and where you can go you know with the drill bit with the size of the system what kind of targets we have and and getting those into the eyes of the people because as i was saying to you guys there's there's drill holes in there that are deep that are you know hundreds of 188 meters of a gram gold and half a percent copper never been followed up on just a lot of work that we've been doing that led up to when this decision happened or when this uh, fraudulent transfer happened so get back Start doing the technical work on there. Get that technical work inserted into uh, updating the PEA, but alongside that, updating it so that we do meet the minimum disclosure uh, with the BCSC as they identified there, and have that you know have that going as quick as possible so that that gets out of the uh, out of the out of the doghouse for us, and then really just moving the project forward in a both a growth strategy with the drill bit showing the size and the strength of the systems, an exploration strategy where we have targets outside of where the kind of the principal zones that had been previously identified are. And then what do we do within, within sort of the development strategy of the asset? So what kind of permits do we need to get into place as soon as possible? And then, you know, what does that look like in terms of a 12 or, or just a, say 24 month uh, strategy for the up? Uh, Operational side of the development side of that asset. Now you do need to have the um, economic assessment done in to, in order to submit certain types of permits because that you know the permit is covering what you submit as your as your report. So having that being done in, in advance of that, and this project has had those economic or sorry those uh, the MIA or the environmental assessment the, it did have one on it previously. So um, we do have that data as well. And then looking yeah looking to finance to really show that this thing is going to be a mine for the next person that, or potentially going to be a mine for the next person that uh, that wants to do it. And bringing, you know, I think bringing some some different eyes into the, uh, into the story.
0: Well, Doug, we'll definitely keep following along. And please keep us posted as you put out some of those updates to the market. We'll get you back on to unpack them. But it sounds like it's good news for the company. It's good news for the project. The wheels are in motion once again. And you do have a 12 to 24 month plan that you'll be releasing with all those details. Other thing we should probably notice that as you mentioned in that deep drill hole, there's a lot of copper and gold there too. So, even with a name like Defiant Silver, you got a multi uh, polymetallic deposit here that could be a deep porphyry. Definitely something we'll keep following along with. But let's pivot over to the Zacatecas wheelhouse here because there's a lot of work going on on all these different projects in the Zacatecas area. I guess let's start with San Acasio because that's really where the majority of the work has been done so far, Doug, at the Veda Grande vein. So walk us through what the strategy is for 2024 in Zacateca, starting with San Acasio. So the big push for us is effectively doing what
1: we're considering a maiden resource estimate on the Santa Casio project, given our involvement and time of our involvement with the project. So our technical team started in 2019. So we've, you know, done a lot of the bulk of the work has been just what we've put together in terms of a geologic model, in terms of, a, you know, drill strategy, where, we're, where, where we've been, you know, finding the results that we've been putting out for the last couple of years, which have been really great results. And just getting that number out to the market so people understand what it means and then helping people understand what that resource estimate means for putting something like this through a mill. And where is Zacatecas, And why is this significant for the district? And why is it significant for the company? Because like we're in a mining district here, I right? right on the other side of my, uh, um, looking out my window right now, right on the other side of the hill is, is Capstone increasing their production to 7,700 tons per day. That shares a property boundary with us. So just helping people understand like that the the district is a very much a mining district and it is very much a, not a carbon copy, but a a very similar setting as the Fresneo deposits on the other side of the valley. So the resource estimate is the really the pillar for us in the Zacatecas district, but then really following up on the Panuco and Lucita property, the, the licenses that we purchased off of Pan American Silver. So we own them 100% now. We purchased them last year and we're, we've are we drilled some great results off of that. But then we have, uh, we've had a big program, surface program going on in the northern part of the district called Panuco. And so updating as well on the northern part of the district and looking at the strategies to really try and get some exploration drilling done up there, which is more of a blue sky strategy. So what the district represents is you have the whole lifeline of, of a mining company with with you know, you've got an advanced project that you know the Vita Grande vein system has been in production for almost 500 years, and so it's a uh, it's a very you know it's a very advanced, very well known. And then you have you know new sort of uh, really nice results that we put out in the Lucita drilling that we bought off Pan American Silver, so sort of a de-risked exploration stra- uh, project. And then we have that Blue Sky exploration up in the northern part of the district. So just showing that you know this is this is what this is going to look like, and how you are going to advance those forward and And then really having it just the pillar of that updated resource estimate coming or the the main, we'll call it a maiden resource estimate coming out in the second half of of 2024, we're hoping. So this exploration, all these plans to drill different targets, maybe even new discoveries. Is this all hinging on money? The company does have a private placement that is open for up to three million dollars right now. Is that money needed just to start drilling? So that's. The drilling that we do, we would do now between now and any updated resource estimate would be more focused on that resource estimate. I think that the exploration drilling right now might not be the best time without sort of really strengthening the the backbone of the of the of the company in the district, which is that updated resource estimate. And so we are needing to drill a few more, drill some more meters, kind of a similar area that we were drilled. We just released in the early January. And I'll leave it up to I'll leave it up to Jen and the technical team to to kind of outline our drill strategy there. Um, we do have a pretty comprehensive modeler, uh, sort of comprehensive geologic model as well. And so it's pretty I would say not cut and dry, but it's pretty laid out where we want to put the drilling uh, before the resource estimate. And then depending again on the capital markets and what it's looking like, three million dollars is not going to go very far in a, in a big drill campaign. So we would have to raise more money before we go on an extensive exploration program in the north but uh, we'll see how this one closes but the focus is really in Zacatecas on on resource estimate and with uh with sort of testing some of the they're following up on some of the the work that we we released in the last two years in the main Veda Grande area and see how the market goes and if they would appreciate the market's not rewarding any drilling right now and we've felt that you know we've felt the shock of that for a couple of years now but uh, we'll look to see what the market's like in in a few months and if there is a case for us putting a drill a couple drill holes over in the northern Panuco district um then we'll uh, we'll do that and we should have some we should have some news out as well shortly on on the work that we did up in Panuco just to kind of shed some light on what uh, what's up there and and why we're so excited about it so at least people will understand you know the the update of the district and and kind of showing you guys what what I was just talking about, you know, where, like, what, what is Panuco, what does it mean in terms of a blue sky p- property? What is Lucita? What does that mean as a, as a, you know, an exploration play that we've already drilled 4,000 meters on? And then what is the Veda Grande? And what does that mean for an updated re or for a resource estimate? And then what does that mean also for exploration outside of that resource estimate? Because the last drill hole that we, or the last news release we put out, we put the deepest hole into the Veda Grande system and we hit it 60 meters below the lowest level of underground workings. So we know that the system's still strong at depth and we can find it. And so that's you know more of a, a longer term exploration strategy in in Zacatecas, but uh, it's it's you know something that we're going to have to attack in the next couple of years as well.
0: All right, Doug. Well, we'll wrap it up there, but there's a lot on the go with this company uh, at both major projects at Depaul and in the Zacatecas stable of projects. We'll be looking forward to some of that news you just highlighted as it comes down the. Newswire pipeline. So keep us posted on either project, Doug, and we'll get you back on the show to give everybody an update. And if people want to follow along with the news at Defiant Silver, definitely click on the link below this interview. It takes you over to the company news section. And Doug, looking forward to our next conversation.
1: Likewise. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate that you uh, had me on the show today.